0: Welcome to the Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Nussbaum Transportation, where we explore key issues and compelling stories in the trucking industry. I'm your host, Sage Anderson, and you're listening to episode 97, Hall of Faith, sharing the Psalms with Jim Revelle. In the spring of 2023, Newsbomb released a new series of trailer graphics. There are three trailer graphics displaying powerful verses from the Psalms. Join in with company chaplain Jim Ravel, also known as just a friend and confidant of many, as we ponder the powerful messages traversing the highways and byways. to the terminal exchange Jim well thank you um why don't you tell us who you are and and what you do here at NewsBomb?
1: well I am the chaplain for the company okay so I'm with a company called corporate chaplains for America and we have 400 chaplains nationwide
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a variety of industries and, and I actually serve uh, nine different locations from different industries and NewsBomb is one of the companies I serve and please don't send this to my other companies but <laughs> news bombs i'm serious it stands at the top of the list okay and i've enjoyed i'm coming up now five years in wow. december on being able to connect with employees and i am as enriched or more enriched mm. being you know being able to serve here and uh you know chaplains a, a chaplain it's always been something that i i like to make myself available as a God will land us in spots we weren't mm-hmm. planning for. Yeah. Or someone's going through something or whatever. And I always tell, even at orientation each week, I'll tell drivers, um, call me because I have an answer for everything. And my favorite is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I use it all the time. I really do. Yeah. But having a segue to be able to connect when you go through life things mm-hmm. and of course we are unapologi- unapologetically christian based christian faith runs yeah. deep but yeah. we're also permission based confidential if someone doesn't want to go toward a spiritual conversation we don't but it's amazing how doors open yeah just by building friendships and mm-hmm. you know and so yeah so uh, you know have had some just joyful and challenging experiences as chaplain but Uh, It's very fulfilling. And, uh, you know,
0: yeah. So what um, have you found the most rewarding part of your job?
1: Uh, Well, I think what's the most rewarding? I think at the end of each time, whenever I connect, feeling that I've been in other words there's a verse in the scripture it says the lord working with them feeling like i'm a co laborer as it says we're co-laborers with christ mm-hmm. and that i've joined him in his mission
2: yeah
1: and i can literally i feel the joy of the lord in my heart because you know the holy spirit lives in us as believers sure. and it's almost like i'm feeling the emo- i think the greatest joy is feeling the emotions of god and feeling that if i leave uh, you know connecting with someone they feel enriched enhanced encouraged yeah. strengthened you know that kind of thing yeah. so just to add value to people's lives okay. and yeah
0: and so your job title comes with the 24 7 availability
1: 24 7 and so we are available 24 7. one of the things that corporate chaplains well first of all they have a chaplain for me oh. <laughs> and i've, had, I've utilized <laughs> really, literally because when you're doing uh, working with people there's mm-hmm. compassion fatigue which is a real thing Okay. And uh, so able to process things, pray with, you know, et cetera. And we work also as a team. We have a Northern Illinois team that so we connect as chaplains, encourage each other. We meet every other week sure. uh, v- virtually. And then we have a regional director okay. um, and then also they mandate that every 13 weeks we take a week off Okay. just to refresh, recoup, that kind of thing, because I can tell when I'm at the end of <laughs> 10 or 11 weeks my fuel tank is drained and you know that kind of thing but you know the fact is when you when you know how to kind of lean into the lord he he never runs out of energy yeah we need to sleep he doesn't yeah and so you know i mean yeah
0: so have you gotten a 2 a.m call before oh yeah (laughs) i have okay
1: i've gotten many two, you know and uh you know people going through I mean, it's not like a weekly thing, sure. but it is something that um, I get and I pass it over to my wife. No, I don't <laughs> do that. No, no, not really. No, I, no, I get up and we, we and, and so in any time you get one of those calls in the morning, uh, in the early morning or, you know, late at night, you know, it's not something that you can say, Hey, could we talk in a, mm-hmm. t- you know, it's usually a very urgent thing. Yeah. And so I, you know, we do receive those, uh, you know, on occasion yeah
0: yeah but it's probably almost exciting because you know they're going to be vulnerable and yeah. you're going to be able to help in some sort mm-hmm. of way
1: and what we'll do is in some cases i mean where i've had calls. we we also if it's a serious call i mean like so say someone's dealing with hopelessness and they're wanting to even take their life i mean we're trained in how to have another cell phone and make sure we get find out where the person is and get some help for them if they're not obviously yeah. they're not in the proximity yeah. so we've had to you know I've had to do that and uh and um uh but or if it's it's a matter of just talking someone through something or mm-hmm. you know that's a, a little different category but yeah uh, yeah so yeah I've gotten <laughs> calls from news bomb drivers later at night and yeah and I'm, I'm always honored to because fact is i mean i know well, some it, of them
0: might just be working and just want to chat well you know they, you know I'll, I'll just say this they're
1: generally respectful yeah. on that level but um I, you know i'll say this that uh you know i'm gonna live forever so i might as well take the call
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. i, I got a let it well so
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well awesome um well yeah today i think the special message that we really wanted to talk about is news has a very, very large surface to put a message on, and that right. would be our trailers. Correct. <laughs> and so this past spring, um, NewsBomb has continued its Hall of Faith um, series, and this is uh, specifically our Psalms series. Correct. So we have launched three different trailers um, with three different Psalms and some very, very beautiful um, imagery. So the first one is the heavens declare the glory of god right um which daniel will show up on this screen and um this is from psalm 19 and essentially what i get from this psalm is the design of this world is going to showcase the beauty of, our, of the author it,
1: exactly
2: right um,
0: yep. and now so these messages are out on the public highways and byways and what do you like why do you think it's so important that people see these messages
1: well, when you take all three of them, Psalm 19, Psalm 34, Psalm 46, mm-hmm. the, the Hall of Faith, that whole theme, whether it's faith in family or love above all or forgiveness, brings freedom, those are tremendous ideas. Mm-hmm. But there's something that has ramped up on this psalm campaign because, you know, in the scripture, Jesus talked about the idea that the word of God, which mm-hmm. this is what the psalms are, yeah. are seed. Well, you know, you hold a little seed. I mean, you think of, you know, you hold an, an acorn, or you hold maybe an apple seed. Mm -hmm. How many apple trees are in that? What what could happen if that, seed were planted? I mean, you could actually supply, if you gave it time, apples to the whole world, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. So, what what you're talking about these phrases, these three phrases on the trailer? It's Mm -hmm. it's living seed of the Word of God, and the importance is that it's planting something. It gives the potential of planting because you know Jesus talked about a variety of soils. When you throw seed out, some on hard surfaces, others mm-hmm. at a moment in time will go into a soft heart that produces fruit. Yeah. So the importance of it is you're getting this word of God out into the into different locations into the this country. Yeah. And I was driving up in Chicago area down the tri-state. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look across, you know, across the freeway when there's a lot of you know, traffic, it was, it was a not so heavily traveled time of day, but I looked across and there, a truck drives by. It was a newsbomb truck. Mm-hmm. And it said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And it, it literally, I mean, that was the first truck I saw on the road and it it just hit my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I almost, I mean, I, I kind of teared up because it was so impactful because I, yeah. I, I'm like, this is so powerful to be able to be driving along. I mean, someone may be going through something very challenging. Yeah. And you know, one of the phrases says the Lord is near the brokenhearted. Maybe mm-hmm. they just experienced pain in their life and boom, here's yeah. God giving yeah. them a message Yeah. through a driver going down the road. It's great. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, there is something so disarming about the mess, like these messages, because they're so full of hope. And I feel like, um, when you're driving that's just a place i feel like a lot of people just have the freedom to think there's something just very relaxing about that's
1: a very good observation <laughs>
0: being in transit
1: yeah
0: um in reality we we all are in transit right now this this world mm-hmm. is not our home that's right and so i w- have always felt there's something really sweet and reflective about um, traveling in the car or by plane or by train because it just kind of reminds me this world is this world is not our home we're yep. just in transit and yeah, sometimes we get stuck in construction or we see an accident or these, these things that happen and kind of can disturb us. But when you see these messages of hope, it just gives you time to actually, something to be planted, something to, p- to ponder. And right. um, also not everybody's a fan of very large trucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. oh, ours do me. tend to run a little slow. <laughs> yeah, they, well, yeah. I, mm-hmm. And so to, to see such a beautiful message on the truck, and also i hope that people would be reminded that our drivers are trying to be safe correct they're going slow to be safe and uh, better fuel economy it it just hopefully will impact people's hearts
1: yeah well and, and i think when you are driving i mean that's part of the challenge of our culture it's hard to find quiet and even if we do find quiet people either have music or podcasts or noise in the background because when you're doing window time whether you're driving anywhere and Mm -hmm. you start having especially if there's things that are tangled up in your life and you don't have some distraction or busyness to, now you start thinking. And so if someone's driving without noise in the background, here they are and boom, it's like God invades with I have a word for you, you know, and it's, it's so cool. I just love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, the first one's the heaven declare the glory of God from Psalm 19. Um, the second one probably my favorite the Lord is near to the brokenhearted from um, Psalm 34 and just wanted to pick your brain what examples can you think about this in your own life have you seen God close to the brokenhearted or what What evidence of huh. this is there
1: well I had an experience um, it had actually happened on Memorial Day this year okay. with an employee uh, that unfortunately took his own life. Okay. And uh, I had, you know, without going into the details, but this was from another company, not with Nussbaum, but um, so I got the call from the owner. It was an early morning call. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, about, um, you know, we walked through with the family and this painful thing, and I mean, and, and they live probably two and a half hours from where I live. And so we had not physically connected, but they wanted myself and actually the owner, who's a just a strong man of faith. We actually conducted the memorial service. Okay. But we arrived for the, the visitation of this young man, 32 years old. He was, a, you know, it was just, it was a real tough story. And what do you say to someone? Mm-hmm. Y- there's no words that can fix the pain of a dad's heart of a, Uh, the stepmother's heart that was there and I had had contact both by phone and text but this was the first time I was going to meet him Mm -hmm. and uh, when 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 I when I when we came prior to this the visitation or the the memorial service had a like a a time for family to come in and friends to come in greet the family but we I I saw him for the first time and Mm -hmm. our eyes our eyes connected and I just went up to him and I you know I shared with him and and but he, I, I came into the, his presence and he just reached out and he just stood there and I hugged him and he just sobbed.
0: This was the dad, the of father, the, of the, the father. The this
1: was the father of this young man that had. And what do you say to a person like that? Yeah. And after just letting him kind of pour out his pain, then I said you know i said his name and i said could we say a you know could we say a brief prayer and um and very gentle prayer and just inviting the presence of the lord to come alongside and Mm -hmm. there was such there was such a you know by his own words as we talked after the memorial service and the days after and we store in communication but the comfort he felt not from words that were said sure but by something Extra that was there and it was the Lord who who comes near. I mean his heart was crushed I mean no parent would ever plan for this Mm -hmm. and so that's God himself will slip alongside of us and Mm -hmm. uh, And it's interesting that you mentioned this whole that phrase the Lord is near the brokenhearted." Uh, I think Brent had mentioned Brent Nussbaum had mentioned to me when they were looking at the psalm campaign Mm -hmm. there's two verses in the Bible one says the Lord is near the brokenhearted, which is on the truck or near to the brokenhearted. The other one says the Lord heals the brokenhearted. Mm. So they were kind of debating between which direction to go. Mm-hmm. And the decision was made to go with the direction of near the brokenhearted, because the, the point was driving down the road, you could have people that still aren't healed. Yeah, They're in the middle of a situation that's unresolved. Maybe, you know, you're, you're a driver listening today and you're walking through something, you know. Yeah. that, But God comes near us. And begins us on a journey, but he's he how would I say he gives space for us to unpack our pain, yeah. And he doesn't come at us; he comes alongside of us and comes with us. Mm-hmm. And and I I love even the thoughtfulness that Newsbaum that the whole idea would be we want to be tender, yeah, with when people are going through very challenging things. And then I think the rest of that verse actually says it's in Psalm thirty four. It says something about uh, God helping out the people that are crushed. In spirit, mm-hmm. So life can be crushing
2: yeah.
1: and, you know, God comes alongside. So, yeah, so there's my, uh, and it's interesting. Now, if you look at the background of these Psalms, mm-hmm. okay, so Psalm 34 was written by David.
2: Yeah.
1: And if you have a Bible that has a little more explanation at the top of the Psalm, David wrote this when he was in a, his heart was broken because mm-hmm. some dreams were shattered. He had, uh, I think he had been connected. He He was on the run from Saul. Yeah. And he connected with the Philistines, I think King Abimelech. and But his life was under threat. And if you read this, it's an amazing story in the Bible. David feigned insanity. So if you read the scripture, he was scraping a pole with his fingers to fake like he's crazy. And he's letting spittle, he's letting saliva run down his beard mm-hmm. because he wanted to get out of town. But his whole life was in upheaval. Yeah. So why did David write that? It wasn't some theological thing. David was experiencing some crushing in his mm-hmm. own heart. And he realized something. Oh, God showed up and helped me. God's near me. Yeah. And so these are, I mean, what we're doing is David, I mean, David wrote a, a good part of the Psalms. But we, we get a little picture of david's journal of his the inside parts of his life of how he processes it. and it helps us mm-hmm. to get pictures of god which is you know so these are really cool things so yeah,
2: yeah.
0: that was yeah. a
1: long answer no
0: that's that was a great answer yeah. um yeah i suggest in just to, if you're familiar with the psalms and you're familiar with the life of david um there's chrono you can read the bible chronologically right um or just get a chronological bible and it will actually simultaneous give you What's going on in David's life with yep. the psalm next to it, and yep. so it makes it just come alive a little bit more.
1: Well, it's like if you hear—I mean, a lot of times, like say a hymn or a song that you like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you hear the backstory of the reason this songwriter crafted created the psalm, they were or song they were going through this moment, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that! Wow, that really makes <laughs> that real, man. That's yeah. oh, now that I get that, you yeah. Know? So,
0: yeah, well, awesome. Um, okay. Our next trailer graphic is God is our refuge and our strength, and this is from Psalm 46. Right. Um, So I saw that you had an interesting story about a soldier. So I'd, I'd love for you to share how that story relates to this psalm.
1: So God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Refresh me on the story of the soldier
0: um it in our in the driven magazine you talked about how it
1: was the Abraham Lincoln story yes okay so this is a there's debate on the historical veracity of this but but we like it. It's a great story. OK, so, you know, the the whole story was this. Of course, during the Civil War, there was a soldier that had experienced the death of, I think, uh, some brothers and a, a father. And so it, he was in a very painful thing. And, he, and the, it, I'm going to just say the security base at the White House in the 1860s versus even now, it, it's a bit different than it was. <laughs> But he tried to get an audience because of the pain. He wanted to get out of the service, and he, you know, because of go care for his mother, who mm-hmm. was pretty much widowed and had lost a son. So, I mean, that's pretty painful. Yeah. So he go, tries to get in and they pretty much just rebuffed him and said, no way, you're not getting in. The president's busy, can't see him, mm-hmm. no way. And so he went out and sat on a park bench outside of the White House. And this little boy, an 11 or 12-year-old boy, came up and saw that this soldier was quite forlorn so he asked him mm-hmm. uh you know what's going on and he explained I you know man I was trying to get to see the president and blah 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 and my you know my brother died my dad died mm-hmm. and the little boy said come with me mm-hmm. and so he's like come with me he says I I think I can help you so he leads him all the way through and this little boy it, it's like he had a back backstage pass to the White House <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and he walked past senators and, you know, all the different people's security. And he goes right into the office of the president with this soldier. Mm-hmm. And Abraham Lincoln turns and says, Tad, who's your friend? <laughs> and he said, Dad, this man needs to talk to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it uh, you know, and the story, as the story goes, um, Abraham Lincoln was able to grant his request. But there was access through the sun mm-hmm. to abraham lincoln who had all power in the when i say all power he had the power of leadership of our country but it was melded Mm -hmm. with him being a father and what the scripture teaches uh in fact let me read a verse here it's it's great in christ jesus and through faith in him we may approach god Mm -hmm. with freedom and confidence the thing that gave this soldier the access to the president was the son Mm. and the picture in the scripture is that jesus did something for us it opened a way in Mm -hmm. fact when jesus died the veil there's a there was a very thick veil in the the jewish temple and it was Mm -hmm. torn from top meaning god's the one that did the ripping because no human could get up to tore it right in half and it it was enough through what christ did for us that we can come with confidence because our conscience is cleansed, our sins are washed away, and we have, I mean, can you imagine, God puts his spirit in our mm-hmm. heart, and we call, we call God Abba, Dad, Daddy, which is astonishing that we mm-hmm. could call God our Father. But yeah, so I don't know, that's, is that the story you were looking for? Yes,
0: that was the story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think anything else could really remind us better of how God is our refuge and our strength. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah we just we can find safety in him and it's all over the bible too in so many places
1: let me let me go back to this the picture of psalm 19 yeah and you know it talks about the heavens proclaiming the glory of god and i actually have this open right here i just have have to have it open but it Mm -hmm. says the skies display his craftsmanship day after day they continue to speak and night after night they make him known they speak without sound or word; mm-hmm. their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone out into the earth. Now the question is what does what can God say through creation mm-hmm. and that's the interesting thing and so the book of Romans tells us this, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it says <coughs> for every, so Paul writes this you know and, and so there's a message that doesn't use words.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But something's being communicated about an intelligent designer, and in fact, if you were to, if you were to do, I've, I've heard uh, scientists uh, who are many times faith-based or followers of Christ, but they're talking about a tremendous movement that's happening among scientists who are not necessarily coming to Christian faith, but they're saying there's an intelligent designer because the the bone that gets caught in people's throat when it comes to a scientist trying to say believing in naturalism or just chance you know natural chance mm-hmm. that kind of thing is what they call the fine-tune argument which means that the more they get more precise in some of the technology things they're finding that the odds of this happening are like becoming more increasing exponentially yeah. meaning that i mean you have to talk about you have to have inane faith i mean not even faith but almost like a presumption to believe that this thing could you know it's like believe in this this terminal this uh just studio here. like an explosion like the, oh, there was a <laughs> glass, gas explosion and everything landed just like this I'm like yeah right i mean that's that's what we're saying if we just believe it's random chance
2: yeah
1: but here's what it says it says here's what it communicates uh it says for every since the world was created people have seen the earth and sky through everything made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: here's the qualities, his, inter, his, his eternal power. So when you look at the world, you're like, God's powerful. Yeah. But then his divine nature. So they have no excuse for uh, not knowing God. So what it's saying is it's not only his power, but it's what kind of person is God? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I get up in the morning. I love <laughs> to get up early. I drink my cup of coffee. like to open the scripture up. And I like to go outdoors. Uh, my wife has created this little place where I've, there's a grapevine. There's herbs. There's flowers. There's hummingbirds. There's mm-hmm. a garden. And the other morning, I was just sitting there looking at the details of this. And I'm like... God, you made us this all for us. It's like if you went into a place and they gave you a surprise party and they have this ornate, amazing meal feast mm-hmm. ready for you, and you're yeah. like, oh, "You made that for me." Yeah. Now, when you look at creation, a, who could make a flower? You can make all your artificial flowers, not even close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a real flower, a bird, a hummingbird. I mean, the the beauty of a hummingbird. I, I just love watching the hummingbird or grapes growing, the fruit. And so it says something not only about God's power, but Mm -hmm. how the detail and the care that he made this planet for us. But then it goes on. It says, yes, they knew God, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give thanks. Mm -hmm. And they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became confused Mm -hmm. and darkened. So (laughs) what we're saying is, when you don't give thanks, and when you don't acknowledge God, you begin to think of bizarre, I mean, things just free fall into a bizarre yeah. mindset. And that's what we're seeing in our culture. Yeah. So let me tell you one more story. Can okay. I tell you another yeah, story? Yeah, I that. <laughs> okay, so how, how, how do you really see this beautiful art that God has made, this beautiful craftsmanship from right perspective? So there's there's a story of a uh, of a of a, uh, an artist, and mm-hmm. I can't remember his first name, but I think it's Antonio Lippi. He was a Renaissance artist from mm-hmm. the fifteenth century. And his work was amazing. I mean, I mean the colors and the, the, the balance between, you know, and the clarity of the art. And it was really quite amazing. He was an Italian Renaissance artist. Well, there was one painting that baffled them because it seemed like everything was out of distortion. Mm-hmm. Out of, you know, was just, and so it was hanging. It was a picture of Jesus and, as a little infant being held by his mother Mary. Mm-hmm. So you have this picture. But the art for years, for, for centuries, the art critics just pummeled that picture. They, cause they said, everything's out of distortion. It's not the, it seems like things want to, if they're falling out of the picture and they, you know, it's just not balanced. And so there's this uh, art critic by the name of Robert Cumming, And mm-hmm. this was hanging, I think it was in a museum in London. And he was looking at this picture and he, he had this idea. He's in the middle of this public place, <coughs> something hit him. And I don't know if it's God speaking to his heart. Cause I don't think he was a believer, but he got down on his knees. And he realized something. The painting was designed not to be in a museum, but it was designed to be in a place of prayer. Mm. So th- the whole idea was you view this picture on your knees. And when you saw it, everything was in right perspective. Oh. So oh. the picture of creation is this. People did not thank God mm. for who he is. God, thank you for the, my life. And thank you for who you've you know, all the things you've lavished on me. Nor did they worship him for who he was. So now what happens? Everything's out of distortion. Mm-hmm. Everything's not in right balance. And so it becomes a skewed picture. Mm-hmm. So where do you really see, you you, you see right perspective by getting low mm-hmm. before God and say, God, thank you. Thank you for life. Look, you made this for me. You made my life. I thank you for who I am. And so that's how we see clearly. But what happens when you don't, we get all kinds. Of, and, and we've each had our examples mm-hmm. of bizarre ideas or, you know, those kinds of things. So, uh, Yeah. So there's wow. my story. <laughs> yeah. Get on your knees because you'll see it correctly.
0: <laughs> what is it? The the words say the um, humble will be exalted and the.
1: Yeah. The, the, the exalted exult, yeah. will be
0: humble or yeah. Yeah. vice versa.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, you know, those who exalt themselves will be humble, but those who humble themselves will be will exalted. Be exalted. Yeah. 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 That's right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Those are some powerful messages. And. Um, if anyone is interested or if anyone ever sees our trailers on the road we do have a place on our website where you can share your story about where you saw the trailer how it impacted you or you can read um stories of other individuals Yep. Um, and so those are pretty encouraging but before we close out um i'd love for you to share jim if there was one other message that you think um our world today could see and hear and be touched by um we'll just pretend that you get to put the next verse on a trailer (laughs) what would that verse be and why
1: okay well the verse that i would choose is uh, psalm 103 verse 8 okay and the first part and it says the lord is compassionate and merciful
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) now you're like well why would you choose that verse well i'm going to give you two stories one was when Moses in the in the new test and the Old Testament in Mm -hmm. Exodus 34 he said God I want to see your way I want to see what you're like Mm -hmm. show me who you are Um, and so God said okay we're you know Moses ready in (laughs) himself and so God passes through and it's interesting because it says in uh Exodus 34 that when God comes through there's there's the the revelation of who he is and it's this uh i'm sorry i'm finding this here <laughs> it says the lord passed in front of moses mm-hmm. calling out Jeho- yahweh the lord the god of compassion and mercy so in other and it lists some other things in there and and that sort of thing i mean there's justice of god and there's a wrath of God. there's all kinds of different things but the very first thing that was seen when god uh came before moses was the Lord, Mm -hmm. compassionate and merciful. Mm -hmm. The second one, of course, you know the story of Jonah Mm -hmm. who had a whale of a time (laughs) in not a good way, Uh, but he ran from God and there was a reason he ran from God because he was prophesying or speaking a word to the the Assyrians who were Mm -hmm. just evil. I mean, think of the most evil kind of you know, people that I mean, you can look at some of these terrorist groups that have done horrific things. I mean, these people were like terrorists. And uh so uh so so Jonah runs from God because he knew what God was like. And so he's gonna go on the run, go go the opposite direction. Well, God finally brings him back to Assyria and to Nineveh and Nineveh he, it, basically his his message was, You're gonna all be dead in forty days. That's what I mean, he was uh, And they they repented. Yeah. So afterwards, you had the kind of a very reluctant evangelist. He wasn't very excited about this. (laughs) And so in chapter four, so remember, Moses saw God as this. Well, then it says the chains of plans greatly upset Jonah. What change of plans? He's not going to destroy Nineveh anymore. And he became very angry. Mm -hmm. So he complained to the Lord and he said, didn't I say before I left home that you do this, Lord? that is why i ran away i knew that you were merciful and compassionate god mm-hmm. god i know what you were like you were gonna not that it, you know people say well he let him off the hook god lets no person off the hook when they re- repent mm-hmm. because all the the punishment for sin fell on jesus so so the so if i were choosing a verse it would be psalm 103 verse 8 the first mm-hmm. part the lord is compassionate and merciful, he showed that to Moses, very first quality that came out, he showed yeah. it to Jonah. That's what came out of his heart. And so mm. and that's the starting point of discovering who God <laughs> is. So there's that's my reasoning.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, since I gave you this homework, I thought it, it would only be fair if I chose one too. Okay. <laughs> so I have a favorite Psalm and it's 130 mm-hmm. and it's um, a song of ascent which essentially is the, there's just a handful of songs that they would um, rehearse or repeat while they're traveling up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem So, um, and it says, if you Lord should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And I think it's a really beautiful thing a lot of people says a lot of people don't understand how to grasp the fear of the Lord. I think when you first hear like you should fear God, it it's like, oh, well, why do I want to be so scared of him? But if you think about the fact that he has the ability to forgive you, that is what should cause it you brings to fear. you such respect. Yeah, the yes. fact that we don't deserve it and he has that power and he does it. Um I think that's a really fearful thing. So
1: so can I share a little inside track sure that was my second choice no I am absolutely (laughs) serious Psalm 130 verse 4.
0: okay (laughs) so
1: okay so this is a thing God well I mean do we put this in God's heart but it feels like this is kind of a divine connection. I I that is that is an I love that verse so that was my actually that was my second okay
0: yeah I was like maybe you'd show up with it (laughs) wow that's so good yeah yeah so it's a really beautiful short psalm and um, yeah I think that yeah the forgiveness is what can produce true genuine fear the fear that
1: the the fear of the Lord that's a clean it's not the kind of thing where you cower in the I mean the fact is the fear of the Lord he's far beyond us yeah but it's the sense of a respect that engenders responding in what I would call the obedience of faith, yeah. that, that it's faith that comes, uh, obedience that comes out of just, God, you're like that. Yeah. And, 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 that you know, uh, that's how we walk in greater, I don't know, spiritual growth, that kind of thing, when we <laughs> see who he really is. And, and, you know, and I'm always shocked. I, I mean... In our lives, I mean, that we have, we get, I I love the phrase, the abundance of tender mercies, not just that are new every morning. Mm -hmm. So none of us get it right. And many times, you know, when, because when we, you know, we'll bring something to the Lord and we confess it to the Lord and it's like, he already, it's like, God, you knew that too. And you still Mm -hmm. gave your life for me and you still love me. And it it somehow releases us to continue to grow in purity. And, you know, that's based on him leading our lives and yeah and he is so good we're not orphans yeah. we are his kids
0: yeah yeah so it just kind of reminds me of a picture of a child that really made a mistake and they go to their father and they they it confess it yeah. they you know it's the forgiveness you have to work you have to do something for it you can't just <laughs> hide it and say okay god forgive me like you you do have to have that contrite heart and you do have to confess it Um, And you have to believe. But the
1: payment falls. In other words, like if someone, if you've borrowed money from someone, I mean, just take on a more of a monetary level. Sure. And they owe you a hundred bucks. Or you owe them a hundred bucks. And they say, no, you know, I'm going to forgive the loan. Well, who paid for it?
2: Them. They did. Yeah.
1: And this is where there's forgiveness. That means he paid for it, but he gives us a gift. And it's not a license to run PELM. That's almost sounds like a conundrum, like. What do you mean there's forgiveness? Well, we can get away yeah. with anything. No, no, there's a humility and a, a fear. That So I love that. So great choice. Yeah. Excellent. Superb. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> so yeah, coming to a trailer near you, maybe in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows?
0: <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Jim. Um, if there's anything that you want to leave our, our audience with before we go, feel, feel free to share.
1: Uh you know, as I was thinking about, well, as we did, as I was doing this article, the three verses, I saw them like a three, like if you get a, a stool with three legs that are, you know, you can sit on it. Yeah. And the, each each of these verses show a picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. I think it was A.W. Tozer who said, the most important thing about us is what comes to our mind when we think of God. Mm. And the fact is, no human on their own right is going to come up with the clarity of God had to invade into time and space to show us what he's really like but he starts with creation that shouts a beautiful story of him Mm -hmm. but he keeps coming at us because not only did he make create things but he wrote himself in the story he became human and so i you know i would say i would say this uh i I think back of a picture i saw of john f kennedy with Mm -hmm. his little uh probably four or five year old boy John John they call him John John but here you have the president in the Oval Office with a ornate desk doing his job as president and all power and but underneath you see the picture this kid sticking his head out the desk and I'm like that's the picture of what's God what God's done for us why why were Americans I think Life Magazine featured this and why why were they so drawn to this because you have all this power that's brought down to the most tender place of a mm. child relationship and if i were to leave leave a message with with each of us it's that god who has all power is very much into the details including noting noticing sparrows that fall to the ground well mm-hmm. how much more is he going to take care of us if he notices i don't even notice sparrows god does. <laughs> he feeds them well he's and so my message would be this if you're going through something right now, God is, God, in other words, look at creation. If you're a driver right now, just just look at creation mm-hmm. and see it. Secondly, realize he's near you. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, realize that he's a refuge. You can run to him and say, God, you know, I need your help. And he'll come. He, he comes near and he helps. So that'd be my parting shot.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's a perfect picture to end well, with. Yeah. All so, right. Thank you, Jim.
1: Thanks, my honor. <laughs>
0: Hi everyone, this is CJ from Recruiting at NewsBomb, and I'd love to answer any questions you have about driving with
1: us. Give us a call at 309-268-1199 or visit newsbomjobs.com. Talk to you soon. You've been
0: listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of NewsBomb Transportation. If you're enjoying our content, please leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word about these important topics and invite more people into the conversation. You can rate and review us on your podcast app or visit us online at terminalexchange.org. New episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Newsbomb on your favorite social media platforms and be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, own every moment and stay purpose-driven.